God's going to do miracles. He's going to release hope tonight. Is that a good idea? Don't we need hope? I mean, come on, leaving 2020, we need to come, we need to just exit with a lot of hope, expecting 2021 is a year of breakthrough, is a year of favor. Come on, the, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you that He will give you favor. And I know we're, you know, we're, we're standing on promises, we're believing certain things to happen even in the next couple of weeks. And I'm just not leaving that place, but I want, to, I want our eyes fixed in the right place, and we can get all, man, I tell you, I got ornery about masks yesterday. I got ornery in a, in a public mall, just, and, I, and I should just allow myself to just back count, you know, just backwards from 10. Because the Lord doesn't want us hostile about things that people are afraid of. You understand that when people are afraid, it's not good to come militant sometimes. It's sometimes it's, we need the heart of God. And while I don't agree with certain things, I do feel like as a believer, I need to ask the Holy Spirit to minister to me so that I'm soft and pliable and I'm a servant to humanity. Every person in this place is a servant to humanity. And, and I want to be like Jesus. And you want to be like Jesus. I want you, look, you're looking just like him right now, I can tell. You look just even better than you did when you came in. Because the Holy Spirit wants to minister in you and then through you, like I always say, and, and there's a portion of God that he wants to open up to you, and it's the grace, it's the love, it's the hope, it's the favor, it's the incredible things that the Lord Jesus came to do. And there should be a cry in your heart that says, come Lord Jesus, come inside of me, show up in my life, transform me into whatever you want me to look like, because I will look better than I did exiting 2020, then I came in. Come on, March was a rough month. February, if I had known I got hit by a certain sickness, I would have realized what it was. Yeah, so all said and done, I just want to read a couple of scriptures. I'm going to read Jeremiah. It's a scripture you all know, but I'm going to lead with this, and this isn't even my text, so see how am I doing. I'm not getting too far too quick. But you know this scripture. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not evil, and to give you hope and in your, fi in your final outcome. And then it says this, Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear, hear and heed you, and then you will seek me, and inquire for and require me as a vital necessity. Come on. You need, we need Jesus as a vital necessity in our lives that, that is absolutely permeating in our lives. And, and we begin to remember, I, taught, I, I spoke about, uh, actually it was uh, the Amplified, again, and it was out of Hebrews chapter 1, talking about Jesus as being this great light being. And I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit has come that you might glow. With the power of God, with the presence of God, he is calling a generation to burn and glow. A powerful generation of light beings. 
That's you. That's me. That's what we've been called to, to live from, that we glow, that the presence of God, that the glory of God is manifest on a people. We're the greater glory generation. Come on, you should be excited. Don't look all concerned. It, you should be excited. And the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and through us always, always, right? And it says this, when you, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. And really, that's the cry, and I'm going to get into more of this in Romans 8 and Galatians chapter 4. There's this cry, and God wants our hearts to cry for him as much as his heart cries for us. And, and I just want to take you on this journey because I realized I was listening. I was watching uh, the, and I don't know if it's even a repeat, but I was watching The Chosen, the beginning of The Chosen. And it, uh, it's the Christmas stuff that they've been promoting on the next, the next season. How many have watched The Chosen? How many have not watched The Chosen? Holy smoke. You need to binge watch. Oh, my goodness. You guys have to binge watch. No shame. It's really, really good. It's amazing. It Like every episode, I wanted to cry. I just wanted to weep. And... Uh, so I'm going to go from something that inspired me because as I was listening to this, and then I was reading Luke chapter 1 and to, uh, yesterday and the day before, and I'm just, I'm crying at Christmas story. Like, who cries at Christmas story? Who cries at Luke chapter 1? <laughs> like, what is up? And I'm telling you, but there's the beauty of God's heart towards humanity. And I'm telling you, everywhere I looked, there was 400, 400. There's 400 years of 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 the Israelites being lost, wandering, and under bondage, right? I know it was 40 years in the wandering, but there was 400 years and there was a cry. And I just want to go through some of these things because I imagine if we could witness as the prophets of old were, were actually prophesying till they were hoarse. <laughs> Believe me. Sometimes we can preach until we're hoarse. I can speak until I can't speak anymore. But I'm telling you that there's a prophetic utterance that was being released in the earth. And some of them prophesied about the bondage. And some of them prophesied about both the, the bondage and the deliverance. And some of them pro prophesied about the restoration. And I'm telling you there's something that the Lord wants us to see tonight. And it's about our heavenly uh, inheritance coming. And God came so that you would have all of what you need out of the cry of his mouth. And so I just, can you imagine if you were there witnessing as in the days of Cyrus? I know I'm yelling. But in the days of Cyrus, as they were, as the Persians overtook the Babylonians, and then all the people of God were sent back to their land. To what? For restoration and to rebuild. I'm telling you, it's an amazing story. You know what happens is I come up here and I study all this stuff and I get the fullness of it. And then I try to convey it to you in 35 minutes. Well, when have I ever purged for 35 minutes? But in, in less than an hour, hopefully. You understand, if we don't dig, if we don't begin to excavate something out of the word for ourselves, we don't get the full picture. How hungry are we to, to come into the mind of God and the historical value of, of all the things that the that history of Israel even went through? We don't even understand. We don't have a capacity. 
But God wants to awaken us to a place where we live in complete freedom and your eyes don't open until you know backstories. I'm telling you, your eyes do not open until we know the backstories. And the backstory was this that when they went into the land, remember, you know, <laughs> remember this that they're coming into the land and they're like, they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. They're gonna, they have to rebuild a whole nation. And deliverance came through unusual means. Do you know that? Deliverance came through one oppressing government overtaking another. We just have to keep all these things in perspective because at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit wants us to live from a place of hope that what he's spoken will come to pass no matter what the conditions are. And then we come back there. They move back into Israel and then, and then in hopes of, of redefining and, and reigniting culture, they be, come back into another 631 laws <laughs> and then add some on top of that so that they hold their religious values and traditions and traditions overtake relationship with God. And now God is exhausted by it. Are you with me? And so God was just wishing for complete fidelity. He was wishing and desiring for a faithful heart and the return of the prodigal heart back to him. And so the prophetic declarations came and they fell on deaf ears. But we have these, these, these 400 years, we have the, the 430 years that where the children of Israel were in bondage during the oppression of Pharaoh, right? We have judges, judges, the judges season was 410 years. And then we have Israel was a divided nation for over 400 years and came back into fullness under David. And then we come to a 400 years of silence. Everyone say silence. Silence can be like dark, darkness, and, is an and it's an abstraction. It's, in, it's invisible, it's untouchable, and when it comes from God, it's unbearable. Are you hearing me? Because when it comes from God, it's like unbearable. But they went, and there's also conflict of whether it was actually, whether there was actually a, a, a 400 years of, of no God speaking because the prophets were prophesying. It was still proph prophesying through eternity. I get it. But God was not speaking. And so it's, that silence is, is a kind of violence. It's, it's soundless. It slams the, the doors that suggest abandonment. And I'm telling you, how many have ever felt abandoned? We've all felt abandonment at some point in our lives, I think. You ever feel alone? And the Holy Spirit really, it's called, it's a Latin word called Deus abductus. <laughs> it probably comes from Catholicism, right? Something, I don't know. But it's a Latin phrase that describes this phenomenon. It's, it's really the, the hidden God. It's where God hides. He's not gone. He didn't go anywhere. 
but he's, un, he's, un, he's unsearchable. He's that you can't find him. Where is he gone? And I, I want us to just enter into this place because this is what we're coming upon. This is the season that we're coming upon. This is why we rejoice in the birth of Christ. And, I, and it's sometimes I've put it aside and said, okay, it's just another day. Every day Jesus was born for my life. I'm a born-again believer. But I, I come back on Christmas and I realize that the Holy Spirit wants us to acknowledge light has come back to the world. And you are called to be beings of light. And what is the cry of our heart in this hour, right? It's, it's the hiddenness of, of God, but it's, it's a painful experience for those who are firm faith in God not to hear the voice of God. Anyone with me? I don't like that. When I feel like God is silent, when I don't hear him, how many knows he, he's there? But he, he wants us to desire him more than the silence. And so surely this is the same experience that Jesus had when, when we go to Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 22 when he, when he cries out. Well, first he's crying out in the garden and he's saying, not my will, Father, but can you just take this cup because I know where this is going. I'm going to be without you. And the Lord doesn't want us to be without him. It's never his desire that he's so far off in the background that we don't see him. It was never his desire, even in, look at America right now. It feels like, where, what's happening? Where are you, God? How come everything's not put back in order? And it's December. And they told me I only had to wear my mask for a couple weeks. And now they're making them fashion with rhinestones. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's this empty cavern of silence. And I'm not saying I feel like that now, and, and most of you in this room probably don't feel like that now. There's so much I feel like God's downloading in this hour. But I'm talking about all of humanity around us is like in fear and they don't understand. But God wants to bring an open door into our lives so that we have this opportunity to move and minister and do whatever he says and to be a servant. Oh, to just be a servant to the king. So surely he felt this. And then even in Psalm 22, it became this cry of abandonment, right? It, it was this, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I'm telling you, you'll be encouraged by the end. Jesus, it's the cry from the only beloved son. And his last words were uttered by Jesus in Matthew and Mark in the Gospels, right? And we see this, that rulers, right? Jesus is not even on the scene yet, but rulers came and went. I'm talking about the end of the silence. They came and left. They, Rome was controlling everything and had overtaken the land and the, the land was the promise. <laughs> we don't understand. We don't understand about land and it being our promise. We have a promise. Everyone in here has a promise. That's why it can be so overwhelming 
when we cannot hear. So none the worse, nonetheless, worse than the land being taken over again and ruled by others, by others, by people we don't agree with. More than that, it's, it's, it's the silence of God. That's the more dooming, that's the more heart-wrenching, that's the more difficult thing to come to grip with is if we don't hear God in an hour when we need Him. Until one cold night in the city of David. Can you, I, I'm telling you, if you can enter into that, I wish that we could just go there. Like I was like, God, can I just go there by the Spirit? That would be amazing. And what happened was all that crushing absence of a divine voice, all that bottom, bottomless spiritual darkness that enveloped the world was shattered in one moment. Are you hearing me? When Jesus Christ came, and the message was this, a song in heaven was declared to blue collar. Third shift workers. And they could herald it all around. And by the cry of a baby, by that one thing, by the cry of a baby, hope was finally here. Someone will get that in a minute. I'm telling you, in the midst of silent, crushing, loss of any perception of God even being around, 400 years of silent, silence, the baby begins to cry as he's born into the earth, and it begins to unseal and break off every ruler, every principality. They're already running and moving. Why? Because his entrance was already uh, announced by the angelic hosts of heaven. And now the king of glory stepped out of all his majesty and came to earth into a child. Into the meekness, into the smallness, into the, this place where you're completely vulnerable. But the king of glory came into stewards, Right? His mother and father were stewards of a prophetic word and prophetic utterance. And they came and they, they took care of that which God was about to birth in the earth. Stop for a moment. What has God given you? He's given you so much. And, and what God's saying tonight is he's given you so much. And listen, guys, I love you all. You're all here. You all came. You, you came through the, the beautiful white Christmas snow out there. I just want us to have this place in our hearts coming out of this year, going into the next, that I'm just going to be available and I'll be a steward with what God gives me and I will cooperate with the Holy Spirit and I'll, I'll be used by Him to do whatever I'm called to do in this hour. Don't be discouraged. No, no, the time is at hand when you're about to step into what you're called to. And you just have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Be obedient to him and allow him to just use you. And the cry inside of you 
has to be greater than the cry. Listen, you don't understand. God's been crying at you, and you should be crying to him. His cry was to come into humanity in all this fullness. Oh, yeah. And he picked you. Thank you. I love you, Craig. But listen, the, this baby comes on the scene and the curtain of the temple had not been torn, yet something else was ruptured. Something else broke forth. Something else was breaking and something imperceivable, something momentous, and, and it was punching through with light. It was punching through. I've been writing too much. It's probably helping me. And the possibilities of, pre, of previous things were unthinkable because Jesus was now arrived on the earth. Oh my God, I have more hope than I did when I came in. I'm telling you, this is good news. This is why, this is why. Ready? I'm telling you, hopeless possibilities. You can't, you can't imagine. Luke chapter 2. I said Luke chapter 1, but it's chapter 2 and verse 9. It says this, Behold, the, angels, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. <laughs> That's it right there. Don't be afraid. For behold, I bring to you tidings of great joy, which will be, will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. See, it's happening again. You will find a babe wrapped with swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heaven's hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. You know what goodwill means? Oh. It means what pleases. <laughs> That's all you need to know. This is what God, what pleased God, was bringing his son and him coming out of all of heavenly glory and coming to the earth to save all of humanity, to bring us back with him so that we would have divine union and we would miss not one thing, not one thing God would ever do on the earth because Christ in you, hear me, Christ in you, the hope of glory lives inside of you. He, he's the answer to every ailment. He's the, he's the physician to every healing. He's the deliverer to every situation. And I, am, I can't tell you the revelation that God wants us to have of the son's wail, his cry, because he's still, he's right at, at right hand of the father, crying in intercession for the whole entire earth right now. Oh, come on, somebody. This is good news. Because if I'm praying with him, 
Why do I pray? I pray so I pray with Jesus. I pray with the Holy Spirit. I pray without understanding, and I pray with understanding, because when I pray in the Holy Ghost, it's his understanding being released in the earth, and he wants to cause your whole heart to be engrossed and filled with who he is, so that when you pray, you pray his prayers, and his prayers are powerful. Oh, I'm telling you, it'll awaken your soul on the inside if you just give him a moment and posture yourself. Sometimes it takes more than a moment. Sometimes we have to wait this thing out and see what the Lord says. And his, his, oh my goodness, his eye is on you to watch you and see you succeed. It is his, it's what pleases him. I shouldn't have two hands free. It's what pleases him. I can't help but shout, guys. I can't. I can't help but shout because there is something that the Lord wants to ignite inside of you. If you can't get excited, I'll try to excite you. So I just want you to see these things because God wants us to pull ourselves outside of the, of the picture, right? Jesus came to earth. All silence was broken Forever. That means you hear God, I hear God. We are servants, we are stewards of mysteries. We're stewards of what God speaks. And here's the deal, ready? He, he causes us to step into this place, ready? And he wants you, he wants you to land in the, in the book of Romans with me. Right now, Romans chapter eight. And we've read this over and over and over again. It, it's, it's an amazing truth that the Lord wants us to be entrenched with. Because I'm telling you, his desire for you to walk in hope and courage. Ah. Hope and courage. Why? What does it look like? Bobby was sharing a part of this a few weeks back. Listen, starting with verse 1, says, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the what? Flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit and of life in Christ Jesus made me free from what? Another law, the law of sin and death. Right? For what the, for what the law could not do it, in that it was weak. You hearing me? Weak. The law is weak. But the Spirit gives life, an abundant life, more than you even know. And, and I can't even understand the word unless I read it through the eyes of the Holy Ghost, right? And so through the flesh, but God did by sending what? His own son. Oh. You should just eat that. That's really good news. He sent his own son and that broke, it, it just made the law abolished, Done. You don't need it. We live by, yeah, the Ten Commandments, but it comes out of our love for the Father, right? And there was no way that man was ever going to keep up with those 600 plus of laws that they could never keep up with. Never, ever. The desire of God was that you would step into the fullness of his son, becoming just like him in his image and walking in the fullness of life. And that means that when you lay hands on the sick, they recover. No, right? That when you begin to speak words, you speak words of life, and you speak words of hope, and sometimes, yeah, yeah, we get words of correction. It's okay, because if we weren't corrected by the Father, that would mean we were what? 
illegitimate. And God doesn't want us to be illegitimate. He wants us to be in fullness as sons who are being corrected and walking in fullness because we know which way to walk because he's corrected us. He's renavigated us. Not in condemnation like the Bible says right there. No condemnation, but walking in truth. Amen. Okay, we're going to jump down because there's a lot. I could just keep going and I'll preach this whole book, but I was supposed to be brief. So then let's just jump down to 14. How's that? 14. How's that? That's good. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. <laughs> There's a joke about that, but I won't go to get into that. You know, you don't have to be led in all things because you're led as sons of God. Oh, you get it? Listen, some things you don't have to be led in. Some things we just do because we're sons. Because you're a daughter of, of the king, that's why we operate and do things. It's, you don't need to be, I'm not led. No, that, that part of my life you can't touch. No, no, no. I'm led because I'm a son. L-E-D, led. Come on, that's lots of light. Come on. For these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of what? Bondage. No, no. The children of Israel were in bondage for 400 years. How many want to be in bondage for 400 years? <laughs> no, we'll forget about that. Right? I'm like, Paul, forget the things behind. Because I was in bondage. I lived in bondage. Severe bondage. And he set me free. Come on, sometimes it was a little work in progress. Come on, I'm still a work in progress. But the, the Holy Spirit is moving us from glory to glory. So then it said this, For you didn't receive a spawn... Uh, Stop. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. What I want you to do, what I want you to live by in 2021 is a cry. <laughs> I'm living by this cry myself. God, I thank you that I'm in complete freedom. And I love you in such a way that I know that I can't be bound up unless I step into stupidity. I'm telling you, we begin to agree with things. We begin to become washed in our minds and brainwashed into thinking that we're someone else other than who he created us to be. Are you hearing me? Yeah. yeah, and God wants you to live in this place of complete security. You are secure in your salvation. You are secure in what God has spoken over you. But he's looking for those who are walking in truth and in light and the fullness of, of heaven and, and in the word so that we can walk out things circumspectly. We look at things and we're redeeming the time. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? We're redeeming the time. That means all the time past that you think you messed up and you can't res re restore. No, God says, I will restore everything that the locust has eaten. Oh. Good, good preaching. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how we live by. I can't. I know, I'm excited. It's all right. <laughs> the Spirit himself bears, bears witness with our spirit that we are children 
of God. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King. You, you, you cause yourself to, come on, God reprogram my brain because I live from another realm. I don't live under the law of by what I do and how I, how I assimilate my life and how I have everything fixed and I, and I know everything I'm known. We do organize things and we do walk in some type of organization, but the, the Lord doesn't want you to be like, if I don't do this, 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 this. Like if I, how did I fast 21 days? I don't know. That's a miracle in itself these days, but I'm telling you, shaka. <laughs> But the reality is, it's not even through that, right? I can't fast enough to make God show up. He's here already. Oh, my. What the fast is for is to get rid of me. Oh, come on. In 2021, we're going to get rid of us. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of me. I'm going to leave him dead here, over here, all right? Tonight, we'll just have a little, we can have a funeral service. I love that, you know. <laughs> Benny Hinn showed up at Zion, right? And everyone was like, what? And he basically had a funeral service for everyone. We're all dying tonight. I'm like, oh, I feel encouraged, <laughs> you know. But the reality is that's what God's calling us to. Paul said, I die daily. You just got to die. To the old thoughts, die. To the things you think are happening, die because they're not the reality God wants you to live in. And I'm telling you, there's a, there's a place where the Holy Spirit is going to reprogram you. I talked about this that Friday night when I saw the awakening and the breakthrough and all that stuff. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants us to live out of that place where nothing gets in the way. The lid is off. I prophesied last week, the lid is off. I'm landing on it and crushing it so it doesn't go back on. It's under your feet. The only things that hold you back are the things that you hold, that you set on yourself. Mm. Things we heap on ourselves. Come on, the church has got to get free in this next season. And it's not going to be on who's in office. I, I thank God we want Trump in office. But I'm telling you, it shouldn't even, that shouldn't even be the, the reason or the, or the how-do on how redemption is coming to America. <sighs> All right. I'll stop growling. Go to, go to Galatians 4 with me. Because it's just reiterating the same thing I just said to you. It's just a, you know, Scripture interprets Scripture. I love it. And the more you dig in the Word of God, the more you'll see that the Scripture itself begins to interpret what you already read. And so here we go. We're going to go in 4-4. 4-4. when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit and his, and his son into your hearts, crying out what? Oh, you're crying again. Abba, Father, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Abba, I'm asking you tonight, 
Is that what your heart cries? Tonight your heart should be crying. I should have helped it along a little. That your heart is saying, Abba, Father, will you come? Holy Spirit, will you come and teach me? Holy Spirit, will you pull me into where you live? Remember last week, Revelation chapter 4, he's calling us to a higher place. There's no more low living. 2021, you will not be living low. <laughs> Interesting. One of Charlie's friends, he said that they built the church this way. Ready? You had to be invited. Not for evangelism, you had to be invited because they were looking for soldiers, they were looking for warriors. And they built a church of 300 like this that you couldn't just show up. No, your doors were locked. It's us four and no more. 299 and no more. No, listen, listen to me because this is what happened. Because they were all entrenched in being disciples, learners, and walking in the stuff. Like not messing around. That's like... And the Holy Spirit wants us to disciple people so that we're walking in the fire and that we are LED Christians, come on, led by the Spirit, burning, shining lamps that are moving in, in God's goods. Because the one who is holy came from heaven and walked into the earth and cried and liberated all humanity. And so our hearts should cry for the same thing, that God would come to us and overwhelm us with who he is because the life you lived in the past is nothing compared to what you're going to look like in the future. What was the, what was the message from the angels? Do not fear. There's hope. And I'm telling you, the hope of heaven is over your life tonight. And God wants it to be revealed all over the place. So, so I just felt like tonight that the Lord wanted to release that to us. That you need to leave here knowing that next year, you're, you know, I know we'll be back one more time before the new year. But still, I'm prepping us to get into the 2021 and see what, let's just see what God will rage and do. Come on, rage in a good way. <laughs> rage and rave. Let's, let's just see what the Lord does and allow us to be Potter, on the potter's wheel that God would transform us and turn us into something brand new that we weren't, come on, from this week going forward. Because he desires that what? We want to be, that we would be servants. I can't, I've talked about humility and purity before, but I'm, there's something about the servant heart because he came as a suffering servant. He came to liberate through servanthood. And what we don't get is it's all about us. No, it's not. It's all about him. And we do everything to serve him. And we, we plug in any place. And this isn't a, a plug for, for being here, there, or anywhere. I'm just saying the body of Christ needs to learn servanthood. Like I'm available to do whatever. Like that's how I grew up. It's, it's strange because I come in and, and I'm pastoring now. And I'm, what I'm finding is that we waff, everyone's waffling, like sometimes, not everyone, sorry. But sometimes that happens, right? People are like, mm. and I just was, some, I kind of grew up, even when I was a mess, like I was a real mess. 
for a while. And I was in the church, and I'm like, what can I do? Point me in the right direction. I'll set up chairs. Like, I don't, I, I don't even know what's going on, but I'll do something, you know? And so we need to cultivate a culture like that. Not so that we're doing, so that it's like a part of who you are. Because serving is an amazing thing. It's powerful. If I come to you, because here's what we do. I don't, <laughs> when I'm up here, right, I'm thinking, I'm praying for you all week. We're, we're like trying to strat, like get into a posture of like, what is it going to do? What's going to help everyone grow? Right? Because there has to be things that begin to cause people to grow in new ways. And we're going to have to just start implementing those things. And not to put things on the calendar, but to allow you to be in a posture where, God, I want to just be a part of something. How many want communion? Are you, I mean, communion. Community. Starving for community. Right? So we, we, we haven't been doing community well because of partly the unspoken thing. But because of COVID. And, and we weren't doing it great before that. But God wants us to step into that place where community begins to thrive. And that it's a place where it's not always doing stuff. And, but how many, you know, getting together with the guys and talking Bible and eating pizza is great. I like that. Like, I'd rather do that sometimes than this, honestly. But I love you. That's not true, but it's kind of true. Way more relaxed. But I, you understand what I'm saying? That God wants us to be in his posture where life is communing with one another. See, the book of Acts, we see community thriving. Why? Because they were all together with one accord. And they all knew, everyone knew what they were doing. Like, everyone's gifts are different. I don't know, that's a rabbit trail. But understand, let's just, I want to pray tonight, but I want you to pray with one another. Okay? And how we're going to do this is, if you're here as a couple, I don't want you to just pray with the couple. I want you to pray with two, three, or four people, groups. Okay? I want you to do that so that the Holy Spirit, that we begin to, and I want you to prophesy. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> People start moving. Lock the doors, Joe. I want, what I want to see happen is people pray with one another for a moment, you know, for a few minutes. Listen, how many need prayer for, for sickness in their body? How many need prayer for sickness in their body? Just one, two, three. Okay, there's a few people. Good. So that's okay. How many need prayer for general things like... I'm not feeling great in the spirit. I need help there. Come on. Okay. So it's good. It's good. It's okay. That's, see, this is the part about community that we don't understand. But I'm, I'm speaking hope to you tonight. Ready? Because the Lord wants us to live in the, with this cry. Abba, Father, you're praying for your friend. And then Abba, Father, God's shining down, and he says, this is my will. This is what I want to see happen. This is how I want to touch you. 